Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This pot smells delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef stew. Yeah. Here's another one. Come up. Come up. My disclaimer. Hear no 
Yes, 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 yes. You know who it is. It's your DJ Big Stu live from Harlem. This is how we do it. Shout out to A Train Productions. That's Miss Dre and Nicole on that one right there. Core disclaimer. Shout out to her. You know what I mean? She was on the show. Check out the interview. It was definitely hot. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You know what I'm saying? Follow me, Capital Letters, Beef Stew Radio, number 11, on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook.com slash DJ Big Stew. Follow me on Instagram, Beef Stew 110. Make sure y'all go to our Roco TV channel and make sure y'all support that. Make sure y'all hit that down. Add us on your smart TVs and rate us if you can. You know what I'm saying? We got all the web series all the hot movies, music videos, and you can see a lot of the interviews that we do up at, at the TV station there. And make sure you support the Uncelebrated Pioneer. That's our film, The History of Harlem Hip Hop. is definitely in the film festivals right now, and uh, we definitely get ready to release it probably in another month or so. But as promised, I told y'all guys we're going to have a special, special guest on the show. This guest is kind of special to me because I used to sit home and watch them all the time on TV, him and his brothers, so to say, on television. If you're a wrestling fan, you definitely know what I'm talking about. We have my man Bay Ragney in the building, but y'all might know him as Chubby Dudley from the Ju- from the du- Dudley Brothers. Welcome to the show, Bay. Hello? Hello, you there? Hello, can you hear me? Now we got you, now we got you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, man, I don't know where to start. Uh, well, let's start from the beginning. Hey, how did you get into wrestling? Uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, we have a little problem with the microphone. You can't hear you too well. Let me, let me, uh, let me take this, uh, Bluetooth thing. I'll hold on a second here. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play another jam till he comes back. You know what I'm saying? Because he has to get his microphone fixed. But we got him in the building, uh, Bay Ragney in the building, otherwise known as Chubby Dudley from the Dudley Brothers, uh, EWC Wrestling. ECW wrestling, excuse me. I'm saying it right. I'm just trying to make sure I get everything right. So we're going to get into some more hot, hot music till we get the homie back so we can finish this dope story because this is definitely going to be a dope interview. This is uh, this is one of those classic interviews I, I, I feel that be on Beast 2 Radio that we deal with more just to, oh, we got him back already. Let's get right to it. Hello? How's this? Is it better? Ah, uh, it's much better. Perfect, perfect. So we're going to start it all over. That's welcome I, I, was the trying, show, I was baby. trying to be lazy. I was trying to be lazy and use Bluetooth, <laughs> uh, you know, not working too well. Sometimes I do that, too. Don't feel bad. I go through the same thing. <laughs> but welcome to the show, man. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Now, um, like I was saying, uh, I want to know where did it begin? You know, how did wrestling begin in your life? So, uh, Growing up, I was a teenager in the 80s, and I was just a, a big fan of wrestling, uh, wrestling through the 80s. Um, I never seriously thought about becoming a wrestler. I still wanted to be the big rock star. I was all into the, the hair bands and then the music. 
<laughs> against me was I was a fat guy, and you never saw fat rock stars. So in my backup plan, like most people had like school or college as a black backup plan. Mine was pro wrestling. So uh, wow. I realized I wanted to lose weight, <laughs> and I think I should go to pro wrestling, and that's what I did. I, I went to pro wrestling school. I started training in uh, September of 1990, showing my age. <laughs> now, wow. That, cause let me tell you something. Wrestling is something, you know, it's something that you got to be in shape for, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's something, it's not no easy training to be wrestling. I, I had seen, I had one to a class that they had of that, and it's not no easy training to be wrestling, so you got to give yourself some credit <laughs> right there. I think uh, being a rock star might have been easier. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I learned the hard way. <laughs> now, how did you become a member of the Dudley Brothers? So, uh, so what happened was I was uh, I went to wrestling school, and it was for a promotion at the time that was called TWA. And TWA, uh, just as I was getting ready to make my debut, bring out of business. And one of the main owners of the TWA was Todd Gordon, who uh, turned around and started a promotion called EW. But at the time, it was called Eastern Championship Wrestling. I ended up wrestling for them for a few years in my original gimmick, which was a biker and uh, one of the Hell Riders, a B-Rider. And at the time, you know, that came behind me. You know, Things and different turned Eastern Championship Wrestling to and um, their names were brought in and um, the Dudley gimmick and one of my good friends who I went to wrestle school with was part of the whole. Uh, Oh, your mic is breaking up again on us. You there with us? Hello? Hello? We're going to try to get him back. We got Bay Reagan, Bay, Bay Ragney in the building. All right, we're going to try to get him back. Right now, we're going to get into some, uh, going to get into some Matt Smooth, man. Uh, while we get this mic, oh, we got him back. We got him back. Hello. I'm sorry, man. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you perfectly now. I'm sorry. So, this is horrible. <laughs> nah, that's a, that, that now you're super clear. Uh, let's just take it back to the top, like you was telling us um, a little bit how you know how you got back, how you started, you know, a little bit because you was breaking up a little bit in there. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I went to wrestling school. Uh, it was a promotion called the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance, which was the uh, w- which went out of business as I was getting ready to debut. And what happened was the main booker of TWA was Todd Gordon, who then in turn started Eastern Championship Wrestling. Um, Eastern Championship Wrestling, I ended up wrestling for them as one of the Hell Riders for two years. And, you know, they went through changes and everything, and Paulie Dangerous was brought in, and he started running the promotion and the booking and everything, and they started uh, the Dudley gimmick with uh, Raven and Richards. And I had gone to mm-hmm. wrestling school with Stevie Richards. 
And Stevie said to me, he's like, dude, you got to come back. You look like one of these Dudleys. I can get you back in. Come and let me introduce you to Paul. So I went one night, and uh, Paul took a look at me, and he was like, oh, my God, another effing Dudley. He said, do you have a tie-dye shirt? (laughs) I said, nope. He said, go buy a tie-dye shirt. Come to the shows next weekend. You're on. And then he said, what do you want your gimmick to be? I said, "Uh, how about Studley Dudley? And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) no. (laughs) I was like, okay. Uh, How about Chubby Dudley? I'll bring food out. He's like, bring food, get a tie-dye, and come next week. And that's how it happened. Mm. Wow, wow. Now, they say you was known for eating Crunchberries. What is Crunchberries? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Captain Crunch. Crunchberries. Oh, Captain Crunch. So you would bring a box yeah. of Captain Crunch on this. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing. Now, who, who's, who's the – now, I'm going to ask you two questions. One question is, who did you hate in the wrestling game? And then the next question, who did that you loved? That wasn't part of the Dudley family, just other wrestlers that you dealt with. Ooh. Ooh. Who did I hate? Ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? Hate's such a nasty word. <laughs> I think you know right, what? I who, really who you didn't get along with? Who did y'all didn't see eye to eye? Let's put it that way. Or you? Well, you know, I don't know, you know another what? word. Okay, but let's, <laughs> right, let's 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 let's. I can put it this way for you. Like I, I can honestly say, like, I really never had. Um, problems with anybody in the wrestling business. I mean, a few, but people that you wouldn't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, 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 how about this one? So, and I truly don't hate the person, but Spike Dudley, because I, I was there uh, being Chubby Dudley for about a year and a half, almost two years, and um, I never really got the chance to really do my thing. I just kept getting mm-hmm. pushed to the side. And Spike Dudley was brought in and was instantly given a push. So I was kind of like, whoa. Like, like mm. I saw the writing on the wall. And that was that was what made me end up leaving. And, and no no hard feelings to Spike because, I mean, Spike's a much better talent. And, you know, the, the kid in me then, you know, I, I, you wouldn't have told me different. Like, I would have been like, no. But, uh, you know, as the time went on and years went on, I got much more mature and, and grew up. I realized that, yeah, Spike was definitely a better option than me. Now, as as a wrestler, is it is the life sort of like being a rock star, kind of? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, in the days of ECW, yeah, it was it was like living like a rock star. I mean, um, we were on TV every week. We were in all the wrestling magazines. Um, you know, like I I would go to like my local mall, and like people would stop me for autographs and. And at the time, my day job, I was working at a local pizza shop delivering pizzas. So I was showing mm. like, people's houses with pizza, and, like, the kids would be there, and they'd look at me and be like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> and they would know who I was. It was it was like, a weird thing. Wow. Now, that was interesting what you just said because you actually, while you was doing it, you had two jobs. You still was working delivering pizza. So, like, I, I, was I, the pay... Was the pay not that great or at that oh, time gosh, for wrestlers? No. For all wrestlers yeah, I, I or mean, for a certain level level? For for me, because I you know, I was the low rung on the ladder there. Um, you mm. know, for the guys with the bigger names, yeah, they were making money. Um, but I, I wouldn't be able to like pay bills. Like, you know, I I had I had bills to pay, I had to pay the rent, car payment and all that stuff, so 
put food on the table for myself. So, uh, yeah, I, I had to work. So, I mean, I was working five, six days a week in a pizza shop delivering pizzas, and then on the weekends I'd be doing the wrestling there. Now, that's crazy. Now, was did y'all have, like, you know, now, from a person look on the outside, it used to look like both wrestling conferences had kind of beef with each other. Was that a true thing? Like, y'all had beef with the other wrestling conference, and they were stealing guys from you guys, or they were trying to say you guys were stealing guys from them. Was it a true beef like that? It, you know what? It, it, it was. It was basically what was going on was, um, you know, the, the bigger companies like WCW or WWE at the time, um, they saw um, what we were doing and the attention that the guys were getting, and they started raiding the talent. They figured a way to, you know, try to stop ECW was to raid the talent. And the, the, here the talent was, you know, it's kind of hard for guys that were probably making, you know, maybe $500 on a weekend wrestling, um, turn around and, you know, be offered six-figure contracts. You know what I mean? Like, so the, these guys were all jumping ship and going and getting their paydays, you know, which, you know, who can blame them? Yeah. Now, now we're going to talk about life after wrestling. Like, how did things turn? Like, when wrestling was over for you? You know, you know what? That's that's a good question. It was um, it was weird. It, it was really weird. Like, you know, I, I cut my hair off, and you know, uh, got married, became a father, and um, you know, I went back to the wrestling business like five years later. But in between, like, I just didn't. You know what I mean? Like a part of me wasn't there because um, I, I was used to being, or as my wife would say, like an egomaniac or, or attention whore where I need that attention. Like, you know what I mean? Like from, from the wrestling fans or, you know, playing in a band or, or doing a radio show now, like uh, I always needed that outlet. Um, so it was definitely weird just being a normal guy. You know what I mean? It was something that I wasn't used to. Now, did you like uh, battle? Did you ever get depressed in any of in any of oh, those God struggles? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I, <laughs> I still, I still, I still battle depression. I, I go see a therapist every week for almost ten years now. Now I see that um, you are advocate for uh, for the same disease that Bernie Mac and Reggie Wright has um, their lives been taken away. I think it's called autoimmune disease. Yeah, it's sarcoidosis, which um, kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, I was, you know, we knew something was wrong with me um, for a little while. I just wasn't feeling right. And um, I, at the same time, I was having like a major back issue that was going on for like six weeks. And I kept going and getting all these tests done to figure out what's wrong with my back. And they started doing like MRIs and stuff like that. And I get a call from my doctor one day. He's like, uh you need to go see a, uh, an oncologist. I'm like, what? He's like, I think you have cancer. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he's like, he mm-hmm. goes, your, your lymph nodes are all enlarged. He's like, he's like, you need to get checked out like ASAP. I'm like, okay. So uh, I started going through the testing for cancer and then they had to eventually do a biopsy and take a lymph node out of my neck. And they said that it's either going to be lymphoma, cancer, or sarcoidosis. And I'm like, so what the hell is sarcoidosis? And they're like, you know, and that's what they said to me. They said, well, that's what killed Bernie Mac. I'm like, okay, mm. well, like, what, what, 
am I better off having cancer at this point? Like, what is, you know what I mean? It was a total uh, confusion thing, and it was the unknown. And then it came back that I had sarcoidosis. So um, really sitting and learning about the disease, it truly affects every every person differently. And um, I really learned that by joining all these uh, sarcoidosis Facebook groups and trying to learn more about the disease and, and what people are going through. And first, and I'll say, I'm the first to admit this. I don't have it nowhere near as bad as a lot of these people. Like, I, you know, at times I can't even read the stories these people are going through in this group because it's just so, it, it's so tough to handle. And I feel so bad for these people. Like my heart breaks for these people, what they're going through. And, and it's just that a disease where it literally just affects your whole body. Like from, chronic uh, pain and um, difficulty breathing or, um, you know, constant fatigue. And at one point last year, like, I I was in such bad shape. Like, I really thought I was on my way out. And um, my – I go to a pulmonary doctor every six six to eight weeks for checkups. And he's like, look, we have this experimental drug. He's like, uh, you know, if you're interested in it, it's – you know, we we could try it and see if it works. He's like, it's an injection. You have to do an injection. And I'm I, I'm a big baby. Like when it comes to needles, I'm like I, I I can't do that. Like, so my wife gives me my injection once a week, and it has been a complete godsend because I, I'm I I feel human again. Like I I was a shell of myself. Um, I I feel completely human again. I'm able to function. I'm able to work. I'm able to you know do everyday life things. I actually started going back to the gym uh, a month and a half ago. Like uh, I'm doing stuff I never thought I would do ever again. Um, and I can, mm-hmm. it's truly thankful to this uh, experimental drug that I'm on. Now, to speak of that, you know, you have a lot of great current things going on yourself. Just like myself, you're, you're a radio personality, right? Of um, totally driven radio host. And um, how did, how did all that transform? Like, how did you say now I want to be on radio and also a food critic? And you know, we 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 can imagine you be a pro wrestling commentator. But how did the food critic and the and the radio host come about? So the radio thing. What happened was I, I always, 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 always wanted to do radio. I mean, um, just a big uh, one of the big things was Howard Stern. I was a huge Howard Stern fan for years. Um, and I actually used to do a wrestling radio show on a local AM station uh, for like two or three years back in the early 2000s. So that gave me my, like my first appetite of it. And I really wanted to do it again. And when the world of this whole podcasting thing started exploding years ago, I, I wanted to get back into it. And I put together a show called Totally Germ Radio. Um, and it's actually, we're coming up on our seventh year and, uh, we've done over 320 live shows. We've done uh, another 160 taped episodes, um, and we do a lot of celebrity interviews. It's me and my co-host Nick Wilkinson, and you know every week we we talk either um, entertainment stuff, music, movies, TV, whatever we're into at that week. Uh, we talk a lot of personal stuff. We truly open up and give each other our own therapy sessions each week about what's going on in our lives. And we end up talking to some of the biggest names in the entertainment business, which is, you know, pretty crazy and wild, whether it's, you know, TV stars, movie stars, comedians, musicians, whoever. Like, we talk to anybody and everybody, and, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. Wow. 
Now tell us about uh, the car collectibles. Uh, you also do work in the car dealership too, don't you? Yeah, you know what? I, I was uh, I've been involved in the car. That's uh, you know I left the pizza business years ago, and I've been involved in the car mm-hmm. business it's about twelve, thirteen years now. And uh, I've done uh, internet photography for uh, car dealerships for twelve, thirteen years um, here in the Philadelphia area, and I was also doing some car sales for a little while. And but uh, yeah, the internet photography is my my uh, my thing for car dealerships. That's what that pays my bills nowadays. Mm. What's the most expensive car that you sold? <laughs> ooh, ooh. Well, I'll tell you what. I sold. I, I worked in a little used lot, so there wasn't too many real super expensive cars. But mm. the main dealership I handle right now is a Lexus dealership, so I get to drive like them hundred thousand dollar Lexus. So that they're pretty sweet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that's that's amazing. So, with, to sum it all up, man, like. If you had to put everything in a movie, what what would be the title of your movie of your life? Ooh, 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 that's a good one. You know what? Like, um, my my big like, I stole and I, I stole the phrase "winning" from Charlie Sheen. Like, when when he went through his whole debauchery breakdown and he came out with that "duh, winning." Like, I I took that and, and I I've, I've used that since since he did it. And I, I just – I've used it for, like, a positive. You know what I mean? Like, a positive influence. Like, when good things happen, boom, winning. So my, my the movie of my life would be winning. Absolutely. I've been through hell and back, and I'm still coming out winning at the end of the day. So is there any other stuff that, you know, we need that's coming up with you that the, that the world should know about? Uh, you know what? They, they can uh, – Follow me, like me, love me, follow me all over the world of social media, just like you. I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. They can look for Bay Ragney, Chubby Dudley, uh, Totally Driven Radio, or Totally Driven Entertainment. All that stuff is out there. You know, I'd love, uh, you know, hit me up. I, I, I talk to the fans, you know. So, yeah. I'm, I'm right, always man. doing so, something. <laughs> is, is there a book coming out or anything that, or any book that's already out that we should know about? You know, you know what? You, I get asked that constantly, and it's kind of scary. Like, I, I think I really need to write a book because uh, I, I've done, like, these public speaking things, um, and every time I've done one at the end of the – when I get done talking, I'm told constantly I should write a book about my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. But I thank you for being on the show, giving us a little time on this Sunday especially, and you've definitely been a Absolutely, great person. We thank have- you. We had a we had a flood the other day. We blamed it on the the people up above us, but you said it was blog talk, and somebody else said it was it blog was, talk. So. Come on, you know what? I'm on blog talk radio too. As, as much as I love them, I hate them just as much because they don't give you no warning when they go down. They just go down, and it's yeah. like screw you. They leave you at the drive. But man, you got a home here, man. You got anything else coming up, man? Please stay in touch with us. Please contact us, and um, we here for you. Absolutely, man. I totally appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much again. Once again, Bay Ragney, uh, uh, otherwise known as Chubby Dudley in the building. We thank him as a guest, and we're going to get into some Matt Smooth. This is Here We Go, A-Train Productions. We in the building. We live from Harlem, y'all. <laughs>
This pot smells delicious, and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef stew. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.